This is the Shift Podcast. On the Shift Daily Podcast today, we have Ryan Recker from KMOX St. Louis joining us in a simulcast between all of our radio stations. We talk about cars and the proper way to eat French fries. It matters. Do you stuff them all in and fold them or do you bite them? It's up to you which one's best. We talked about trucks with Lacey Lee. She's a car expert. She writes about cars all the time and then admits that she also needs to learn an awful lot about trucks. Where did she find that inspiration? Might surprise you. Are you okay with wearing a mask in your photo ID? How about Cheeto dust in your fingers? And hurricanes named after some favorite cartoon characters. All of this and more on the Shift Daily Podcast. Let's make the connection, push the buttons, and line up with St. Louis. Let's say hello to America, as America says hello to Canada. Connecting the shift and Ryan Recker from Overnight America via KMOX, the voice of St. Louis. So nice. There he is. Hello, Shane. What's up, Ryan Recker? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm actually enjoying this Sunday. How are you? Uh, it's been a busy weekend. My son got his driver's license. I was sharing with the audience this past week as he turned 16. So it was oh, a boy. weekend of new new discovery of what are the rules. And dad um, had to chase him a little bit. But it was all right. He did good. You know, isn't that interesting? Different legal ages between Canada and the United States. There's so much different, like the legal drinking age and things, but the driver's license age is the same. I wonder why. I don't. I don't know if it is actually. Uh, driver's license is 16 all across Canada, but the graduated driver's license is different. For example, in my province, my son's actually been driving for two years. So as a learner's Alone? permit. He, no, <laughs> with me. Um, but <laughs> he, he, with his learner's permit, he's able to start driving at 14. I see. I think it was 14 and a half, if I remember correctly. And then you start to learn. The, and I remember my very first time getting behind a wheel. I My parents always gave me the opportunity, if we wanted to go to the country roads, they would put me behind the wheel of our Ford Aerostar minivan. And I can get nice. a little bit of an experience that way. However, I never took them up on it. I just thought, no, that's not what I'm going to do. I'll just take the class and I'll learn it. Well, I didn't realize day one in the class, you would be behind the wheel driving a car if you've never done it before. And they take you on the interstate. And that was one of the most nerve wracking moments of my life. So how do they teach driving in Canada? Uh, yeah, well, it's just up to you, really. Um, you, you can take the driver's courses. Your insurance goes down. And then my son's basically been driving. Alberta is the only province in Canada, I believe, where the learner's permit age is 14. I know the audience will correct me if I'm wrong with that. When everywhere else it's start at 16, and there's all kinds of limitations. Can't drive at night. Can't drive on these kinds of highways. Can't drive over the speed. Those sorts of things. Um, yeah, but I mean, for for us, it was basically just that. Is you want to learn to drive? Okay, let's go. And then you go teach them all your bad habits, and then you pay for a class. Uh -huh. And then to do some driver training where they unwind all your bad habits and then your kids get righteous and they tell you all the things that you do wrong. Because Alvin yep. said you go too far ahead past the stop sign, Dad. <laughs> what kind of car <laughs> is your son driving right now? He has uh, he has his own truck. He has a 2011 Ford Ranger. Ford, Ford okay, Peter V6, 4x4. Four four. Okay. Oh. It's a 10-year-old car. And, you know, when I was growing up, a 10-year-old car looked different than a 10-year-old car today because in now, today's society, 
a car that's 10 years old looks like it's was made just, you know, last year. And when I was uh, growing and learning, a 10-year-old car looked like it was a 10-year-old car. It looked like it was forever ago. And it was a beater, and it didn't, you know, it, it didn't have electric anything, and there was an analog clock on it. And it was a different time. But now it's like even 10-year-old vehicles are great. They're, they're lucky. These kids are spoiled. They are totally spoiled. I mean, I, I'm not one for new cars anyway. So most of I mean, my son's car... I was, I'm looking at an SUV to pick up here because I would like a second vehicle and his is going to be actually newer than mine. His has lower kilometers on it than mine does. So it's actually <laughs> a better shape than my car. Oh, that's great. See, I also have an older car. We have two, we have the family car and then we have the, if I need to go out type of car, I call it the rough rider because it's not in the greatest shape, but it's from 2004 mm. and I'm more than happy to keep this thing until it dies. It's about to hit, I think, um, uh, 200,000 miles soon. Oh, wow. I, you know, that's funny. I did that for a long time. I didn't have a nice car for so incredibly long. Uh, anything that I could get that was decent on fuel. I lived, uh, probably about 45 minutes outside the city at that point. So there was a lot of commuting time. And I know that uh, there was a friend of mine, Russ, he, his car, it looked like someone took a shotgun and blew the mirrors off it. Like it was so beat up. <laughs> it was bad, but he was, it ran, it was 400,000 kilometers on it. And it just kept going and going and going. And he's like, wow, I might as well drive it till it's dead. Now my, my kids are so embarrassed to come in the car with me that sometimes I get, I get some private time that way. So. <laughs> yeah. I had a buddy who had a Chrysler claim. It was just like that. The thing I'm surprised even ran honestly. And you looked at it and nothing worked on it. And you were just waiting for that thing to shut off while on the highway. And he would just coast his way to his death, which never happened. <laughs> and I always thought about that. The old days with these cars, they were built so much better too. My first car was an 83 Chevy Caprice. This thing was wow. about the size of a boat. And, yeah. it, you know, I had the, the seats that you'd sink into. And I don't have a lot of room to sink in anywhere to be able to see over the steering wheel. And then the, there wasn't really much in the way of power or anything. But I was that was my first car. But the thing was, you could have hit me with a cruise missile and that car would have been fine. It was just oh, built yeah. different. <laughs> they uh, they were they were so boxy. They were like the last remnants of those the old 70s big cars. Right. Um yeah, they, yeah, you know, you you lower them, put some nice wheels on them, man. That's a pretty nice car. And hey, it's a great if you ever had to hide the body in the trunk. You got it. Oh, more than enough. You can do two, probably <laughs> three, depending on how big they are. <laughs> My first vehicle was a Toyota pickup. It was a 1981, and it was those little ones, those little four by fours. They were tall and they were skinny, and I didn't even think they actually had a name back then. Um, but it was uh, it was great. It looked like it. The box was all rusted out because the box is rusted out like crazy but um that was my first one and then uh, it, it's also probably a little bit different even between canada and america when it comes to some of these cars so that i had a 1987 88 chevy sprint 88 chevy sprint mm, was my next car nice and then i went to the pontiac sunfire had a couple of those and then i gave up on the domestics and i went to volkswagen and then i had a jetta yeah, so that, like those a are my car uh, that you just want something that it's not particularly uh, classic or anything along those lines, but you just really want it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm, I'm picky. I like, I'm not an appliance car person. I, I like to enjoy my car. Some people are just like, I don't care. It gets me around, but I like to, to do that for me. Um, I was just looking this weekend for a mini Cooper. I've had one before. And it, I had about a 2004. So it was old. Like it was the smaller style, but I really want to find a convertible one. 
and just I thought that'd be wow. fun. It's for what you get for how much you drive it and how fast it goes for how much fuel it burns. It's a pretty cool car. I like for a non-classic, you know, nothing really that fancy kind of car. I guess that'd be mine. What's yours? I always wanted to get one of those Jeep Woodies, the one that had the wood paneling on the side. Oh, yeah. The, those were so beautiful. Or an old Plymouth Barracuda. I always thought a beat-up one with a stripe on it. I always thought those were super cool. And I think they're starting to remake those, actually. So I think they're going to try to go back into that muscle car. But I um, I always thought that would be a cool one to have. Then I've always wanted a Jeep cherokee the original one that was all boxy mm -hmm. but the thing is yeah. all the four by four off-roaders buy those things so it's always too expensive you can't get cheap ones of anything anymore yeah um fj uh toyota fj cruiser was probably oh, one of the best cool best vehicles i've ever had um but when it comes to normal ones I'm, i i guess i'm just so particular about it i i you know i mean i don't see a point in going just buying a car just because it's like a good price I don't see the point. I mean, if you don't love it, then, I mean, I don't understand people who spend all kinds of crazy amounts of money on vehicles that are really old and will never give you any return. But, you know, I mean, I would love to do, like you said about your, your uh, Jeep Woody Wagon, I would love to do one of those old, I might have even been a Caprice, but like those old station wagons that were had the wood paneling. Chevy had oh, some yeah. big, big, big ones. That was cool. I think you can say Chevy Chase, the, the one that they had in vacation, the one they'd travel across similar, the country actually. And, and get their yeah. uh, rims and tires ripped off at St. Louis as part of the <laughs> <laughs> trip. You know, can I bring up something my wife said to me this weekend, and maybe Absolutely. you can tell me if it's weird or not. Okay, she marriage made fun advice of me. for she Ryan says I, I know. Uh, she says that I eat French fries weird. Can I tell you oh. how I eat French fries? Okay. I take a fry from the yeah. fast food box or whatever and then i put the entire fry in my mouth she says that's weird because what you should do is you know bite it in half you do it in two parts okay so ryan my ryan producer right now is losing his mind because he's like no 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 you put the whole fry in your mouth yeah no i'm with yeah. you ryan absolutely you it's a french yeah, fry you, you gotta it gobble it up it's a yeah. hole that you stick the fry in and you just, mm -hmm. there's enough space, put the fry in. We're not talking about, you know, the world's fair going down. It's like, you know, a four foot fry or anything crazy like that. We're talking about just your regular standard fast food fry. Um, Absolutely. Okay. So I clearly don't do that because that's one of the reasons that I notice if my lips are chapped because salty fries make my lips sting because I bite them. Um, but I would say that mm -hmm. I don't necessarily fold them, but probably just like, Maybe I do. Now that you now that you say bite them in half. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, here here's one that's come up for me with me and Melanie that I'll ask you. Um, potato chips. Do you put the whole potato chip in your mouth, or do you crunch open mouth, bite off the chip for the first bite? Uh, oh wow, that seems messy to open bite it because if you were to do that, the crumbs would go all over. I guess it doesn't matter if you look down at my chest after I'm done eating chips. You just see a bunch of chip crumbs, so you may get the impression <laughs> that I nibble on the things, but that's accidental. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's why you should never what, eat chips in bed. Because if you eat chips in bed, you put the whole chip in your mouth. That's the only way to keep the crumbs out. Yeah, other than the Pringles that are meant to be less greasy and messy, what do you do? Do you, do you actually nibble on it? No, no, I don't. Um, I, I put, I'm a mouth closed chip person. There's nothing that drives me more bananas in this world than open mouths. Um, and I get it. People, it doesn't bother me if people are chewing and they talk, you know, and it's as long as it's not like food falling out of their mouth. So that stuff doesn't bother me. It's the mouth noises 
Maybe there's two oh, things. Oh, yeah. Ba- baby drool and mouth noises. If you're chewing and I can hear the crunch, crunch, um, and I lose my mind, and I don't know why, but it drives me crazy, um, that the mouth open chewer person. Oh, yeah. No, I got a sound. I hate on commercials when they pour liquids and you can hear the water pouring in the liquid into the cup. I hate that. Oh, no way. oh. oh that's funny. Oh, Pet that sound are so weird. drives me crazy. Humans are weird. We get all kinds of complaints because we drink coffee on the air all the time. And um, mm-hmm. and so, they, you know, Matt, I mean, our techno producer, the one thing about Matty is that as soon as you tell Matt not to do something, he'll do it again. And so uh, that's just his nature. And then uh, so I mean these 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 noises and the mouth noises, it's it's really funny how how people just react to it. The lip smacker chewers, the <laughs> chewers. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I will. I have I excused it. myself from the table. I have literally walked away and been like, okay, tapping out. I can't do this. I am. Get it. Uh, By the way, uh, with like chips, what's the best chip if you were to get your favorite and only your favorite flavor? You think of flavor? Anything. The kind that okay, you would buy, a, just oh, I, salt and vinegar for me is is hands down dynamite. One of the favorites. Mm-hmm. I love like a good, uh, just a good plain basic potato chip. I mean that's mm-hmm. that's dynamite. But we have some flavors I don't think that you have there. For example, we have ketchup chips here, and they're amazing. Oh, that's weird. No, I like the salt and vinegar, <laughs> but just brand name. Uh, do you guys have Munchos there? If you go to a convenience store, it's like a red bag with yellow lettering. No, no not that I th- not See, that I recall. I don't know if they sell that everywhere. I don't know if that's just like a cheap type of chip, but that's the kind my family always got, and I always look for it now, and it's wonderful. But the salt and vinegar chips, you can't go wrong with those. They're so good. Uh-huh. That's so good. Um, see? I hate that sound <laughs> so much. Anytime an advertisement plays that sound, I think, you know what? I'm not buying your product. You just lost me. It has the reversed effect. Matt's been You're telling me that sound is something like that's uh, calming to you. You listen to that, and you think, "Oh, I love it." No, I don't know. It kind of makes me have to pee. I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it sounds like when you go to the bathroom? <laughs> Man, you must have a lot of volume coming out at any given time. Wow. Yeah, don't judge people by the. <laughs> the the noise volume. of their stream. Oh God! <laughs> That's why men. Uh, oh, this is going bathroom humor real quick. But you know, the porcelain oh, hides that sound, which is nice. So you don't have yeah. to worry about it if you have a uh, anything. Let's all just end it there. Never mind. But yeah, lots yeah. Uh, going down. Oh, <laughs> see, you just ruined it for me. That's supposed to be appealing, like you're trying to pour a beverage or whatever. But now I'm thinking about the bathroom. So maybe that is going to turn other people off, too. When they listen to their the next time that's in a commercial, they're going to say, oh, that's the sound of someone going to the bathroom. Oh, that drives me nuts. Too much. Well, they do that with the potato chips, too, right? Where they're like, oh, it's your last crunch or some crunchy crunch crunch marketing. And, and it's like, oh, oh, oh. but also baby so much fun makes me sick. So. Oh, yeah. You know, but, you know, when the, like the chip bags, it shows like a bunch of millennials jumping around and stuff and they're opening the bag and they're pulling like one chip and they're holding it so delicately. And they're like, oh, this is the greatest little thing ever. I don't know if I've ever seen anyone eat chips and actually have a smile on their face. It's like, I'm just going <laughs> to shove this in my face as fast as possible. You I know? just judge them. I, I'm just sitting here going, oh, yeah, you and your metabolism. You go ahead and eat those chips. Give it 10 years, my white. friend. Then it's going to land right there on your <laughs> hips. 
I know. That's a great. Uh, all the things that are going on in the world today, this is more appealing than any of the political stuff. So I'm, I'm glad. I would agree. Is, I is would that agree. the sound? Did I just hear some crunching chips? No, that was probably my Rubik's Cube in the background. It's, it's my. Wait, it's you my, could, you're doing a Rubik's Cube? Yeah, I do. Oh, there's some chips. Thanks. <laughs> Oh, man, it's so easy working from home. I can just go up during the break and grab some. Uh, yeah. I always like those. Did you watch Golden Globes, by the way? I watched some highlights of it, little bits here and there. Just uh, We were commenting before you came on about how high some people look. Um, but aside from that, oh. you know, it's a good <laughs> show. So I've seen the social media. Did Al Pacino fall asleep? Is that one of the memes that are out there? Oh, no, I didn't see that yet. Um, I didn't see that yeah. part. I No, no, really? You know, the thing is, when they don't have to leave their home, they, they don't do the makeup and they don't dress up as much. And they look different, don't they, the celebrities? They totally look different. And I absolutely judge how rich they are by their houses. And um, not only that, um, Jeff Daniels, uh, Dumb and mm -hmm. Dumber, is that right? That's his name, right? Jeff Daniels? Yeah, uh, Dumb and Dumber. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was nominated and everyone around him's got these tuxes on and these big beautiful gowns and all these things and then he's there in a blue plaid shirt looking like he's uh, under fluorescent light sitting in his office uh look like you oh, or i nice. on the zoom call that's it yeah oh he perfect that's the way i would do it i i appreciate no. that sort of thing to walk in and it's kind of like adam sandler doesn't dress up for anything and i appreciate that well i kind of like the people that are a little bit more down to earth with this um because I How many times have you actually side. worn a tux in your life? Oh, no, I don't think... Well, I guess when I got married. And that didn't yeah, work out. I've done so. it twice in my life. <laughs> twice in my life really? I've worn a tux. And I don't think I would want to. If every year someone gave me an occasion to wear a tux, I wouldn't like that. I'd get tired of it, too. I do like a good three-piece suit, though. Like, holy cow. Beautiful stuff. Um, that's they the thing. Well, right. I'll tell you what. We got uh, to go. It's that fast. Holy cow. Ryan Wrecker. Thank you, brother. Shane Hewitt. It's always uh, great to connect. Thanks for doing this, and I yeah, uh, enjoy so our time. Yeah, me too, always. We'll talk to you again next that weekend. Ryan Recker at X in St. Louis right there. Um, <laughs> pouring drinks and eating chips on the radio. Wow. This is the Shift Podcast. Uh, she's been off for a couple of weeks, working her magic, doing her thing, which I, it seems to me um, uh, hitting the road and going out to the mountains. <laughs> or something like that seems to be one of her things. Now, we're not at camping season yet, but it is a piece of the puzzle that uh, Lacey Lee likes to share. Lacey Lee has a long history of writing about cars, uh, automotive journalist, and does so much more than just that. But our conversation does start there today. How are you? I am doing absolutely fantastic. And yeah, I was actually out uh, with some friends uh, doing some things this weekend. So yeah, it's it, sticking to some COVID protocols and doing what we can to stay safe and have fun. But I was, I had a vehicle to take out for a little, little drive. So that's what I did. <laughs> nice. Well, we look forward to hearing about the vehicle too. Um, our conversation today, as everybody is starts to get the green light this week, most provinces get the green, if, if they're not already, they get the green light coming up this week for campsites. So everybody's starting to get ready as to what the summer's going to bring, making the plans. Because if last summer was any indication, camping is probably going to be a big piece of the puzzle for many people just to secure a vacation that is COVID, um, you know, respectful of rules, and at the same time, a chance to sort of get out and do some things. Now, Lacey, when I did, when I first started towing, it was complicated. Now, that was a few years ago. The information is a little bit more clear. 
and then we've we've discovered this little uh i don't know intersection of of what i went through when i was trying to find a towing vehicle and then you also have a uh, a pretty natural story i think it's kind of cool about how you discover trucks and you didn't you weren't ever a, a, a truck person but then you sort of fumbled into it can you share that story and we'll start the conversation there yeah, I would love to. I think anyone that's been following our stories or who knows me and my history, I have been in the automotive industry for almost 20 years. And I didn't realize it, but I didn't know a lot about trucks. Um, I had driven trucks over the years. I'd gotten into, you know, the F-150, the Tacoma, the um, everything from Range Rovers and the Titan and the Dodge Ram, the Silverado. And I always would pick them up and I guess evaluate them, talk about them as a normal everyday vehicle. My only understanding of a truck was this is a vehicle with an engine and four wheels and some doors. And I would put my dog in and go get groceries or visit my friends. And it wasn't until about two years ago when I bought my first trailer, which I know is going to be a whole other conversation as well, because I knew nothing about RVs and travel trailers. One of the first things is I had to figure out trucks. And I honestly thought that it would be really um, simple. And I, I like the fact that you said that it's complex because it, it it is complex in a way I had no idea. So my my funny story that was the the caveat to just understanding quote unquote these truck guys i uh i had a brain tumor and had gone in for brain surgery this was what kind of had changed my life and led me into getting the trailer in the first place but i was sharing a hospital room with a couple of guys and naturally trucks come up and one of them i think had a silverado and the other one had a dodge ram and we were just kind of chatting as as one would do I guess and the one gentleman was talking about Cummins I think most of your listeners will probably know Cummins is the diesel engine that's in the Ram truck and he said and I'd heard this before that um, he didn't buy the truck because it was a Ram he bought the truck because of the Cummins and a few years ago the Cummins engine was also available in the Nissan Titan so just casually I brought up the fact and I said, well, you know, if you're a Cummins guy, what do you think about the Nissan Titan? And the three of us ended up getting in such a heated debate in a hospital, in our recovery rooms. We're in that neurological wing of the hospital. The nurses came in to ask us to be quiet. I thought the two guys were going to kill each other. And it's funny it's funny because I didn't know. And any truck guys listening to this, they they know. If you are a Ram guy, if you're a Ford guy, if you're Cummins, whatever it is, they are passionate. They are committed. They are knowledgeable. And I think that's the piece of someone, I guess, like me as an average consumer or anyone going into the truck world can be daunting because this community, this culture is so huge and so complicated. It's just, it's, um, yeah, it, it was impressive, overwhelmingly impressive would be how I would describe it. And I have had to learn so much 
about trucks. And I still, you know, I said to you earlier, I, I'm still feeling a little nervous about talking to you because there's so much to know. There's just so much to know. And if you make a mistake, one, if you, if you make a mistake and you are towing or you're, you're working with your truck, I mean, it can cost you and you can do a lot of damage, but two, and having just conversations, the guys that know their trucks, they know their trucks and they are proud of it and they will let you know. And it's uh, it's definitely been a, a change a change for me in, in trying to understand trucks, <laughs> but it's been interesting. I'm not a huge like truck guy. I mean, I ended up choosing a um, Toyota Tundra, yeah. um, which was fantastic. I absolutely loved it. Nothing ever went wrong. It was an amazing vehicle. It was dreadful on fuel, <laughs> but it, it worked um, literally like driving, driving in the prairies in the wind was so bad driving in the mountains up and down the mountains was amazing. So I would go even, I was pulling about 10,000 pounds, so it was heavy. Yeah. And I was, I was burning about 250 kilometers on a tank. That's how bad it was. But yeah. I'm curious, what did the guy, what did the Ram guy say about, if it was a couple of years ago, what did the Ram guy say about the Titan? Well, and you know, it's interesting. So this is my, my question quickly to you before I answer that. As someone who you've openly admitted, you're not a truck guy. What was mm -hmm. it in in general for you? What was it that attracted you to the Tundra? Well, I wanted uh, reliability, and I do yeah. like Toyota. My, Toyota is my favorite when it comes to getting something that's going to work. Yeah, I did like the look back then. This was a long time ago, so this was probably 2009, 2010. Yeah. So the truck itself was um, still pretty new. That new model, I think, it was 2007 when it first came yeah. out. And it, so it looked, it looked pretty great back then. Yeah. So I got everything I wanted. I got more towing capacity on a Tundra back then for less truck. Right. That was the thing. That was one of their selling points. Yes. And they really changed the towing industry 13 yeah. years ago or so. Yeah. And I mean, that's that a valid point, right? You're getting a more towing and less of a truck. So I think what's interesting, what I've learned, and again, coming in from a, an industry where I, I, I think I was, uh, had a big, a solid grasp of a lot of vehicles to me, I just saw Tundra or as being another truck. I saw Titan as just being another truck. And truck guys, if you talk to them and they're they're looking at numbers, they're looking at towing, they're looking at torque, they really only look at three. They're looking at the Ford, the Dodge, the GM. We all most most people know there's like other trucks out there, but when you start getting into the trucks and and really what trucks are. Titan wasn't a truck. And the, the guy was like, Nissan, Nissan uh -huh. doesn't really do trucks. This, this isn't a truck, which led us down the path too of getting into diesel. Now, diesel engines have a lot more torque, which again, I had a very basic understanding of what that looked, looked like. So you had your Duramax diesel, you have your uh, your Cummins, you have your Power Stroke, which are the big three. And so I think at the time, and so Titan actually no longer offers um, the Cummins engine. They took that off uh, two years ago, I believe, because it wasn't selling. And in a nutshell, I think the, the big reason for the quote unquote truck guys for not looking at a truck like that is the, the big three have been so powerful and so capable and so competent that most of these quote unquote truck guy, guys really don't consider anything else. Hmm. And I actually, That's honest, interesting. Titan was one of my favorite trucks to drive. And I can honestly say this though. I think sometimes as a woman, 
um, because my, my body, like how I'm built, I'm a little smaller. Like most women are smaller. We're a little weaker. And Titan was one of my favorite trucks to just physically drive because of the comfort and ease to drive. But again, it's, I don't know if that's, it is a little female bit of that, but it just felt more comfortable overall. And let's be honest, I think men, you're usually bigger, you're usually stronger. So I think some of these other bigger trucks that take a bit more effort to drive are a little bit more appealing, if that makes sense too. That does, that totally makes sense. So here's a couple of, uh, here's a couple of tidbits that I do know. Um, So my brother-in-law had an older Titan, like 2008-ish. And then he got rid of that and he went to a one ton um, Ford diesel yeah. and hated it, regretted, yeah. it. regretted, regretted going to it because the Titan was so much more spirited and Sprite that it was way more fun to drive than the hmm. big uh, lumbering of the diesel. Now here, one thing that I do know about the Titan, the new Titan with the diesel when they came out with the Cummins was actually supposed to be just a rewrap Ford Ram, or Dodge Ram. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's an interesting article, uh, some interesting articles on that. It fell through, but originally was supposed to be a platformed Ram that was just re- basically reskinned to be yeah. um, in Nissan interior. So, and uh, Nissan exterior. So, I mean, the irony is that they were fundamentally the same. That all changed anyway. And for me, one of the things that I hung on to for so long was that the Tundra was going to put the Hino diesel in. Hino <laughs> yeah. has a small block diesel yeah. and um and Hino is one of those for those who don't know it's one of those box trucks you always see them in the the box trucks um and they never did and i i'd never understood it there was lots of talk about it then the economy dumps and there was a diesel coming and then it doesn't now reality for me is that trucks are so big i could I, this is the last thing that i want to drive although i did drive my buddy daryl's brand new f-150 the other day yeah. and it's remarkable uh yes. turbo four-cylinder yeah. so well, and Ford's you know kind of figured it out too. They, I think what's interesting now, and I, I've said this in my videos, my YouTube videos, and I've said this in my reviews, trucks are tra- changing. And I have apologized frequently to truck guys because I've said, I'm like, I didn't understand it. The trucks are a lot easier to drive now. I mean, you, you nailed it. You said you got into a brand new Ford. These new trucks um, even if you're getting into a large one time, like if you're getting into a, like a 350 or a 3500 or like a big truck, the technology, the design, the, the way the truck is set up, they are so much more maneuverable now the last probably five years than ever before. And they do so many things like the fact that you can tow your trailer, a boat, your RV, you can get something that is luxurious. Like some of these trucks inside are, are beautiful. Like I, the Dodge Ram, I, I took it out off-roading and I almost felt bad about getting it dirty because it just, it felt so luxurious, the fit and finish of the fabric inside and just the drive was so comfortable. You almost even forget you're driving a truck, but they are so capable of doing it everything right like you've got a family vehicle you've got a work vehicle and you have a vehicle that on the weekend you can go camping and have fun and get out so you know I, I I'll say it again like I do apologize to all the guys out there listening that over the years you knew they knew what trucks were capable of doing and I had no idea it was a, it was it's a game changer because you get a truck and really you don't need anything else yeah you don't um if you can if you can bite the bullet on the fuel you're you're okay. The irony for me, I think trucks are most defined as figuring out trucks is in the last couple of years. 
I think they're most defined by the tailgate. And when you yeah. look at trucks in general, I mean, some of the trucks, I think it was Nissan even, and had the, the panels, the compartments that opened up in the sides and you can put stuff in there. Um, but then a lot of people were like, well, it just takes up more space. I want, give me the box space, give me the towing. And then now they've got the tailgates that come down and they open into steps and they like origami, like fold oh. into a kite or something. You can fly it. I don't know how it goes, but that's what it feels like. <laughs> um, but the reality is, is that the the notion that the tailgate was the tailgate and it never needed to change or it couldn't be more than what it is, is a good example of how trucks didn't change for so incredibly long. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, you nailed it. Trucks were, were pretty simple before. And I, I think what's just been interesting is the industry as a whole, I think, are trying to create unique things in their trucks that will make them stand out. So, you know, you talked about the, the compartments on the side of the truck. That's the, um, the Ram box on the Ram. And you now have this extra storage compartment. You've got the steps, the fold down, <laughs> you call them origami steps on the GM, which make getting in and out of your truck um, potentially easier. And I have debated in forums and on uh, social media, all these different quote unquote gimmicks, which to some extent they, they can be like they 100% can be a gimmick. And what I have said to people consistently time and time again before you go buy a truck, and I think the first downside to truck buying, and you kind of nailed it with your friend who I think you said had a Titan and went to the Ford. Let's be honest, we're brand loyal. Whether you're looking at a car or looking at a truck, the first thing is you are, you're brand loyal because you're familiar with what they have and change, <laughs> change is hard. So, you, you know, you get into something new and that's always a challenge. But I think the big piece is before you buy a truck, before you're looking at buying a truck, whether it's new or used, you really have to know what you are using your truck for and who is going to be driving it. And one of the things I frequently say to men when I've had discussions about their, their work truck. And so for example, the like the GMC, the multi pro tailgate with the steps. I know a lot of guys are like, this is ridiculous. Like I can climb into a truck, but as you get older, this becomes a little harder. And if it you would have, have changed wife, everything for my dad. Yeah. Right. Right. My dad had knee replacement surgery, had a truck. It was a, uh, he had a three quarter ton and uh, he had his fifth wheel hitch in the back. Yeah. And if he ever needed to move it or adjust it, he couldn't get in the back to do it because he, his knees didn't bend the same way anymore. Yeah. And so it's a good example. I mean, sometimes you just can't get in. No, and that's it. And it's not for some people. It's a, it's a no go. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Right. Like I'm young and fit. And so I can climb into the back of the truck, no problem, but that's it for some people, something like that tailgate and being able to offer that option would potentially be a make or break it sale, right? Like that would potentially be something they would need. And I think it's, you know, it's different. You go in and get a car and you're kind of like, well, I want, I know the color and I need it to seat four people and maybe room for my golf clubs. But with a truck, as I said earlier, because it does so much in your life and you need it for so many things, you really need to sit down. And I said, I've said before you go look at any brand or any, anything you need, write down what you, what you do need and who's going to be using it. 
Because the other thing is too, if you're if you're using it for a family vehicle, it's you need to know like how's it going to work for your kids? How's it going to work for whoever's buying it? It's usually it's usually the men buying trucks. Like how will it work for your wife? Is it something that the whole family will fundamentally be able to use? It goes further than just knowing like is is the tow rating is the GVWR like are these numbers okay? Like you do need to know. And if you know, I think. As well, I, I talk a lot about, I enjoy driving up the Ford trucks, but for me, the seat cushion is too short. And so on a long drive, my legs get really fatigued. So if you're just driving it for short distances to go to work and you need a truck that is certain things for work, something like comfortable seats wouldn't be an issue. But if you're hooking up your trailer, for example, for me, when I knew I was going to be taking six, eight hour days uh, to go driving and sitting in a seat, that would be a really important feature for me. It, mm. And again, like I said, if, if you know exactly what you need your truck for, like if it's just going to be for work, those things that you need are going to be a lot different than if you need it to be that full functioning family vehicle and work 24 hours, seven days a week for everything that you need. And they're really, there's just, yeah, there's so many things on trucks now. It's just crazy. Lacey Lee, thank you very much for being with us on the shift. I appreciate it. I look forward to hearing more. We got, we got to talk about where you went with the trailer and the truck, I think probably next. I don't know, so much to talk about. And then you've got some other things cooking too. So uh, let's, um, let's get you back on again soon. I look forward to it. Thank you very much for the insight and for sharing the time. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to come back and yeah, more talk about trucks and RVing. It's uh, it, like you said, summer's coming and we are going to be able to take some trips. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. It's the Shift Podcast. Maddie, how's your moon dial doing here? Yeah, uh, not to over not to overanalyze the moon dial because it's a very strange thing. Um, and because at one point it was very mechanically inclined, like I was, you know, it made sense that I was adjusting mm-hmm. stuff. And then mm-hmm. at some point it turned into me yelling across the room. Yeah, like improving and stuff. So <laughs> I Ar- arguing. Yeah, so I I don't know what happened there. Um, and I'll probably still do it, but until then, let me just tune up the moon dial. Oh, <laughs> that came right back at me. <laughs> Holy crap. Matt boomerang. threw the moon dial. <laughs> it's literally a boomerang. It's like a boomerang. Awesome. Oh my goodness. Are you okay? Are you okay with your ID photos? Like on your license? I don't know. Yeah. The question is what it is. Yeah, let me see here. Uh, I'm not okay with mine. Why are you not okay with it? Do you look too old, too young, or too angry? Why do you say too old for his drive? (laughs) Um, I'm just covering my bases, you know? Nice. uh, The reason why I don't like my photo is because I went in for my photo and I had my beard at the time, which is definitely white. My hair is more salt and pepper, but the guy at the photo place made me change my hair color. He was like, uh, what do you think about changing your hair color? I was like, I don't know. Kind of brown. He's like, really? He <laughs> <laughs> forced you to grow, to get older. He basically yeah. looked you in the eye and said, sorry, son. It's gray now. Yeah. Oh, man. That's and, brutal. Uh, it was brutal. And then now, of course, the beard's gone. And I look about 15 younger as I figure without the beard. Mm-hmm. But 
But anyway, yeah, so no, I struggle with it because it reminds me of that moment where that young man insulted me. Wow. Yeah, I have, I have a beard in mine. Mine was issued in 2017. Wow. What happened to you, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking at mine, and it's I got it last year, so it looks pretty much wow, hey? the exact same, except my hair is a little bit uh, poofier in this picture, and I look like I just got stubbed on the toe, and I'm trying not to scream. You know? Like, look at that. There's pain in that picture. Oh, yeah. You look bad. There's, there's pain in that picture. <laughs> I look like a serial killer in mine, basically. Everybody does, <laughs> right? It's <laughs> uh, All right. Um, nobody likes waiting in line to get their ID or their plate or their, any of their paperwork done because that always sucks. It's always awkward. There's a woman is going to have to make another trip after a ID photo fail. She got her photo, take, photo taken with her mask on. <laughs> This is from CBS Sacramento. I knew the picture was not going to be good because licensed pictures are never good. But um, I did not expect the picture to be with my mask on. Now serving B1. Pilgrim says the day she went to the DMV for the photo. They were very strict. She recalls not wanting to risk taking her mask off without explicit instructions for fear she'd be sent to the back of the three-hour line. So I'm going to be very compliant and listen and follow every instruction, (laughs) maybe to a fault. When it was her turn, the DMV employee took two photos, the first still wearing her mask, the second without it. I sign it and then I go home and unfortunately he had used picture with my mask on <laughs> that's what showed up on my real id the dmv issued a statement reading in this instance there was an oversight yeah yeah like <laughs> yeah <I think. laughs> why would you use that one that's so oh. She bit. <laughs> oh that's so stupid i love it i did have a couple of friends that they would go in and they all tried to look like that criminal that was a, a, a bit of a trend they were all trying to look like they just Creepy. had robbed a store and uh, and all that stuff. And then I did have, um, there's a, a comedian who does this thing about if you're going to go get your driver's license photo done, do it high or do it drunk. <laughs> because then you're always going to look better when you get pulled over. And if you do it high. Brilliant. That's brilliant. You're going to look exactly the same. At least don't drive high, please. Just for clarity. Yes, don't. Let's just be clear on that one. But yeah, his idea was that you're always going to look good. If you're drunk and high or drunk or high, when you go get your photo taken, you're just going to look great. They're going to look at you and be like, hey. So, um, yeah. Yeah, they they can't tell how red your eyes are in the photo. So that's true. (laughs) <laughs> but big spaced out pupils though gigantic your pupils are bigger than your forehead all right 877-399-9898 you can uh, contribute to your uh the old are you okay here as we go uh, a couple of text messages uh oh when matt did the moon dial i was expecting to hear liquid pouring and chips crunching but that wasn't us that was st louis we don't even have those sound effects yeah oh my god wizards ID photos usually look like mugshots, so no, D-Wayne says. It's true, though. Um, are you okay? Since we did talk about chips crunching, are you okay with Cheetos? Um, yeah, I'm okay with them like in a pinch, but I'm definitely more of a Hawkins guy. Yeah, as established, I think all three of us can agree that this yeah. is a Hawkins family. You know, Cheetos right. are fine. 
But I find that if I eat a bunch of Hawkins, I'm okay. If I eat more than a handful of Cheetos, I feel like death. But they're just like air. Like Hawkins yeah. is like real, you know, there's some substance there. They are they are salty, so there is definitely like you hit a, a threshold with the Hawkins, but that is just like a built-in mechanism to keep you from eating an entire bag. And to save them for next hour. Exactly. When you go back for more. Okay. Uh, are you okay with Cheetos? Are you? What about Cheeto dust? Let's get the clip. Did you steal my Cheetos again? It wasn't me. I even caught you on camera. You're the one who granted access to your snacks. Don't talk surprised that you sleep behind your back. You gotta keep tabs before she emptied up bag. Let's review the situation. Orange fingers, red flag. To keep you on stash, you gotta hide it better. If she asks where they are, you say forget her. Never admit to a word. And please don't upset her. And if she keep on snacking, I guess you'll let her. Well, did you? Wasn't me. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the hell? This is a really weird Super Bowl commercial. Okay. <laughs> Um, Tulsa police said a woman is in jail after Cheeto residue on her teeth ew, linked her to an attempted at home burglary. What? Police uh, responded to a 9-11 call on February 29th after hearing reports of a break-in attempt. Uh, police officers arrived quickly and found an open window with the screen removed on the front of her house. And a few seconds later, they saw... Sharon Carr come out of the shadows and they arrested her. Carr entered the home through a window but left before stealing anything or harming the residents. Officers said they found an empty Cheeto bag and a bottle of water on the floor near the open window. Because, hey, you know, snacking. Officers believe Carr dropped the Cheeto bag in water as she made her escape out the window. The victim identified Carr as the burglar after seeing her. Carr was further linked to the crime by Cheeto residue in her teeth. Carr was arrested on first-degree burglary complaint. She offered no reason for committing the crime, police said. Wow. Well, I, if if we have anything to learn here is that when you're, you know, burglarizing a home, it's good to keep your blood sugar up. So make sure to have a snack. Absolutely. I think the takeaway here is not that she was um, identified. It was that why are you snacking? Like, if how comfortable yeah. are you at being a thief if you walk in just with your chips and you're just eating your chips? Like, it's not your first day. I'm thinking that if I was going to do home invasion style robberies, I'm nervous. Maybe that's just me. But also, like, it's going to, it's loud when you crunch on that. Like, imagine you walk in, you're about to steal some stuff. This family's all quiet. You're like, I'm going to take this TV. But before I do, let me loudly crunch on the crunchiest snack possible and hope nobody hears it. It's just the worst possible snack she could have chosen. But why are you snacking? Snacking during yeah. anyway, and I mean, brush your teeth also. I mean, I feel like I should throw that in there. Yeah, like if you're if you're breaking in, you may as well brush your teeth. Oh, never mind, that's unsanitary. That's gross. <laughs> Sorry, I take that back. <laughs> Are you okay? Are you okay with snow? Generally, I mean, unless of course you're driving or your job is driving. Although if, yeah. if your job is driving a snowplow, then I guess it's okay. Yeah. yeah. It's I good. Think it's great that. if you're looking out the window, right? Yeah, it's amazing. It's it's such a beautiful uh, thing to see, and it, I find it very peaceful, especially in the summertime. Uh, <laughs> yeah, especially <laughs> in the wintertime. Yeah, it's very, it's very concerning in the summertime. <laughs> I'm not okay with the snow in the middle of summer, thank you. I am not. The I world's not, but ending. All in all, I'm okay with snow. 
the dog, uh, the dog is really okay with the snow. Uh, this dog is really okay with the snow and it doesn't want to come inside. Footage from Texas snow recently shows a husky named Malachi who doesn't want to miss a chance to play in the snow when told to come inside. Malachi refused. He shakes his head no when he's uh, not ready to eat or he doesn't want to do something. The dog's owner, Melissa Rennick of Taylor, Tyler, Texas, Taylor, Tyler, Texas, told SWNS he's done that his whole life. He's literally sounds like a human. Here's what he sounds like. Okay, for all you people wanting me to bring my dog inside, Malachi, come inside. Come inside. Come on. Come inside. I can get in trouble for animal cruelty if you do not come inside. Come on. Malachi. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) I have been watching so many cute puppy clips on Instagram reels from TikTok that I like there are so many amazing dogs in this world. I've really considered getting a dog again for the first time. Really? Mm-hmm. When was the last time you had a dog? 2006. Oh, really? Five, six. Wow. It's been a long time. Yeah, no, I'm starting to get there, man. I don't know. Uh, Melanie's got these chihuahuas, and I like Great Danes. And Kizzy, the chihuahua, is like one and a half pounds, this teacup thing. I mean, she's pretty cool. She's like a parrot. She sits on my shoulder. I don't know. It's making me think a little bit. All right. We've got to be quick here to get this last one in um, for Are You Okay? Tell you what. Let's just play the clip. Let's forget about the thing. We'll do the thing after. Play the clip. You want to build a snowman? No. Come on. Let's go and play. Why would you do this? I no. never see you anymore. Come out the door. It's like you've gone away. Okay. Okay. That's it. I want to go away. <clears throat> okay. Are you okay with Frozen? No. <laughs> Not particular. I mean, if you're a kid, you're probably okay with it. Or if you're... Yeah. Mm, yeah. Not even parents are probably okay with it because they have to watch I it just, hundreds of times. Hundreds of times. 100s. And, I, you know, I watched it, all the hype, and I was like, yeah, it's, it's all right, Disney movie. But it's the insanity of how long those songs stuck around for after that just made me hate it. I kind of like the... Uh... I like Malachi the dog again. Can we hear Malachi the dog instead? Okay, for all you people wanting me to bring my dog inside. Malachi, come inside. Come inside. No. Come on. Come inside. I like Malachi the dog better. Okay, um, here is the story that goes along with the terrible Frozen clip. Hurricane season is three months away. Disney characters may be the inspiration for the storm's names. Three of them. Anna, Elsa, and Olaf are on the list of official names in the Atlantic and East Pacific basins in what could be another active hurricane season, though it's too early to know definitively. Forecasters say a few key elements could determine whether we see another active season similar to last year. The film was released in 2013. The characters' names were initially placed on the list of hurricane names by the WMO in um, 2015, the weather manager's office. Okay. Okay. Names of the hurricanes that are unusually destructive are retired, never to be used again. That's bad marketing for Disney, man. That's weird. Yeah. It's very unthreatening oh. names either. But you know what they should use? You should be able to submit your ex girlfriends' names or ex boyfriends. Yeah. Like that yeah. zoo with the right? cockroaches. It's brilliant. Yeah, like exactly. Then you have like Hurricane Rebecca and you're like, oh Rebecca. No offense. And then Rebecca. you regret it after it's a horrible cataclysm. 
Thanks for listening to The Shift Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca.